0: Chad letting his hair down a little with this jam coming back in. Got to rock out here on a Friday. Get ready for March Madness, 869-1240. If you want to talk, we've been talking KU in the first segment. We're going to make our way through all of yesterday's action and then look ahead at uh, tomorrow's action. By the way, everybody, if you want to tune in tomorrow uh, from 11 to 4 p.m. outside of when we might have games here on KFH, you can catch me on CBS Sports Radio. Um, we'll see what that schedule looks like, uh, depending on what KU does here for KFH. And we've got weekend action. You may not be able to catch me here, but I'll be on there, uh, on the Odyssey app. Uh, Tommy, it is that time of year. We've got Shocker Basketball, and we were hopeful that they would make a nice little run through this, uh, AAC tournament. Who knows? Maybe a little magic. You never know. And they start things off with a bang. Big winners last night over Tulsa, 81 to 63. Um, I, I mean, you know, the first half probably wasn't as dominant as you'd have liked to seen, but they still won it by 18 points. Um, you know, they they covered their number, so they exceeded Vegas' expectations. They played a really nice second half, scoring 51 points. And here we go. They, they continue to look good. Uh, definitely not flat out there in Fort Worth at this point. And get ready and buckle up, because these games against Tulane have been fantastic all year long, and you'll get another one today. You'll hear it over on KEYM. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 o'clock. This should be another fun one. Wichita State looking good yesterday, though. That was what we wanted to see, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they put their foot on the pedal uh, against Tulsa in the second half. I was a little bit concerned in the first half that you know things weren't, uh, weren't clicking quite as well as I think that we would have wanted them to. And then, you know, credit to the team. They were able to come out in the second half and uh, absolutely dominate offensively and overwhelm Tulsa. And that's been the biggest thing is that – when they played Tulsa, I remember the, one of the previous games against Tulsa earlier this season, uh, they won, but they sort of let the lead slip away in the second half a little bit, and it became a little bit nerve-wracking down the stretch, and I wanted to see the Shockers avoid that yesterday, which they were able to do, putting up 51 points in the second half, and I thought that clearly... Having Jaquan Walton back, he didn't start the game, but having him available and being able to play, he played 22 minutes and scored 11 points. That was, you know, a, a big addition for Wichita State to have him back, especially as they want to make that that American Conference Tournament run. And so I was impressed with the with the victory by Wichita State, and I'm looking forward to the game against Tulane.
0: Yeah, they played a little longer of a bench because they got way, way, way out ahead late. And, and, you know, Shema Scott and some of these guys got more minutes than they normally would. I thought that was interesting on Walton because, you know, he's back. Obviously, he was effective, but that's not the normal amount of minutes he would play. He he rarely sees time away. So we'll see if they were just taking a cautious approach and then can really turn him loose or, or if whatever it is that he's been dealing with uh, physically will, will limit his minutes to some degree here. But, yeah, it was – I mean, look, you, you beat Tulsa. Tulsa's not good, and so you don't want to take too much away from it. I think we just simplify it. And the Shockers played at a level offensively that they're going to need to play at to make a run in this tournament. And, you know, that offense for them is is opened up a little bit. Craig Porter Jr. has just been out of this world lately. A double-double, 10 points, 11 assists, a couple steals. Uh, stunned that he didn't have any blocks in the game. But, you know, he continues to play really well, I think, uh, Xavier Bell looks like he's getting just a little bit more comfortable out there. But, you know, it's yesterday it was Rojas and Poto just sort of setting the tone and, and Porter finding ways to find them early. I don't think it'll be that way every game, but that's always a good place to start for Wichita State. And they kept putting up the numbers yesterday of, you know, what was going on. Wichita State only took eight threes in the first half, made one of them. And, and Tulsa started to shoot the ball well from beyond the arc. That's how that game was close, right? They hit six in the first half, but they weren't making anything else. So you see you go into halftime, and it's like, look, that ain't going to continue into the second half, guys. Keep doing what we're doing, and we'll be fine. Then all of a sudden, the Shockers hit a few threes in the second half, and everything's good. But they still only took 10, Tommy, in the second half. So it, it is so refreshing and good to see this team. And some of those threes came very late, right, by the reserve players who don't get to play a lot. So they didn't falter or waver from that game plan of working it inside, and and that's going to be the path for them. And then if you can also get hot and make some threes, that's that's the formula to, to try to win this tournament, right? Like, if you can do everything else you need to do, and then you also get the cherries on top of of happen to having a good three-point shooting game, that's going to be what it takes, right? I don't think they're going to beat Memphis or Houston if they can't play their style and hit some threes. And they did that last night. And I don't know. Like, for me, seeing a team shoot well in a certain gym kind of means something, right? Like, they shot the ball pretty well yesterday in that gym. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. I don't know. Um, I I would think it feels different shooting in every gym that you shoot at. I'm not a high-level shooter uh, by any means, so... You know, take that for what it's worth. But <laughs> I, I just, like, quite simply, that was the exactly the way we wanted to see Wichita State start yeah. this tournament.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when, when Poto and Rojas, you know, between the two of them, they were 12 of 19 from the field. And, and so it was effective. It, it worked to get the ball in the post to those two guys and, and let them work at the rim. And and that was effective for the Shockers. And, you know, going back to the, the way that they shot threes, uh, it's night and day. I mean, I think back to at the beginning of the season when, you know, we would talk about how they kept launching threes and it wasn't working, and they could never move away from it, and it was frustrating. And well, that's there the was a problem last times, year
0: too. Not well, and there were times that year. I was,
1: I was yelling at my TV. I know a lot of shocker fans were like, "Do something different. This is not working." And just that over reliance on shooting from beyond the arc. And I felt like, okay, they've got the talent to do it, but it's not working. And, but that was the way the team was built. That was their identity at the time. At least they thought that was their identity. And I think a lot of credit, honestly, is deserved to Isaac Brown for making those adjustments probably midway through the season or so where they kind of got away from relying on shooting the three now they still shoot I mean they shot 18 you know over the course of the game it was not a ton but they they were able to be more effective shooting the three uh, but really finding other ways to get going offensively and utilizing guys like Poto and Rojas Uh, and they I felt like especially yesterday Poto and Rojas Uh, they proved, and and they've done this before, it's not the first time, but, you know, they proved that throwing the ball into them and letting them work, uh, that's effective, and it works. And so continue to do that, and I would imagine that we'll continue to see Wichita State implement that, uh, especially tonight against Tulane.
0: Yeah, Tulane, we we assume it's going to be a shootout. Uh, The over-under over on BetMGM at 150, so that's that's probably a pretty comfortable number. I, I go over the shocker number. It's like a thing now. It's almost an auto bet to go over the shocker total these days. Um, if if the games are like Tulane has been, you can expect a shootout. And and I think that it's it's a fine. I'm comfortable with it. Um, but it's already moved to 151, by the way, since since I've been looking this morning on BetMGM. So there's movement on that line, which is interesting. But it's. Um, it's going to be a fun one against Tulane tonight. I'm really looking forward to it. If you take away from yesterday what needs to be implemented today, I I mean try to, you know, try to start down low if you can. Let Craig Porter be the facilitator, be the leader, be the, you know, he he has just been so um impressive like in different ways. He he just takes these games over and You know, it's kind of what we thought he was going to have to do earlier in the season. He didn't really have to do it at all points this year, but now that he is doing it, I think we're seeing the best version of this team. James Rojas is an offensive threat, always. Uh, Jérôme Pierre, if he shoots the ball well, that's the best version of the Shockers. Jaquan Walton getting to the free throw line, which he didn't do yesterday, and I don't know how much he's going to be able to do that, depending on how he is physically. But, you know, they're just, they're really grooving. It, it always becomes that question of, is their best good enough to beat Memphis and Houston? I think that it is, but it, it takes their best, not the best from those two teams, and things to go well. But that's the kind of stuff that happens in March, right? Like, we we see that stuff happen all the time. So, here we go. Let's see if they can get it done, and let's see. You know, you got to get through Tulane first. And for whatever reason, they have not been able to put Tulane away this year when they've had big leads. So, that would be nice, but... I, I don't want to oversimplify it because Tulane's been really good and they've got some incredible offensive players that you're gonna have to deal with and you gotta you know you gotta be able to do that three times against them.
1: Well I said this yesterday on the show and I'm gonna double down on it today. Uh, I think you if you can strip away all the records from all the teams in the American Conference and where they finished in the regular season, you take all that away and you simply look at, the talent level, and the way that the teams individually are playing right now entering the conference tournament. Wichita State's the third-best team in the conference behind Houston and Memphis. They may have finished sixth in the conference in the regular season, but right now the way that they are playing and the way that they're clicking and gelling offensively, the, the system that they've implemented where it's working efficiently on the offensive side of the ball for Wichita State, they are the third best team in the conference. And so uh, I go into this game tonight against Tulane knowing that even though the Shockers are one and one uh, this season against Tulane, they lost an overtime at home and then beat Tulane on the road towards the end of the regular season. I expect Wichita State to win this game. I think they are more talented than Tulane is. The Tulane's record may be better than Wichita State's, but the way that the Shockers have been playing as of late, I fully expect Wichita State to win.
0: One outlier to that third team, because I agree that they, they're better than Tulane and they're better than Temple. I'm not sure they're better than Cincinnati. Cincinnati's sort of been this unknown to me this year. Um, Cincinnati's been really good, too, down the stretch here. And they play Temple today, so they've got a, you know, they've got their own tough matchup. That's actually one I'm pretty interested in, at two o'clock, Temple and Cincinnati. But Cincinnati, I mean, Cincinnati might be better than Wichita State. I, I'm not. I'm gonna just call them an outlier because I, I really don't know. I've, I've seen them the least of all of these teams we're talking about. But either way, Wichita State's in that same conversation. And and again, it's March, and again, it's really just comes down to like, what's your best, and is your best good enough, and regardless of anybody, despite anybody else in the league, including the number one team in the country in Houston, yeah, I think Wichita State's best is good enough to win a game like this on a neutral floor. And and that's that's pretty much it. And look, they got out to a great start. What did they start? On a 10-0 run. And then all of a sudden, Tulsa stormed back. And then Tulsa started hitting a bunch of threes and kept it close in the first half. And the Shockers didn't waver. And, they, and, and they've gotten better at that, Tommy, late in the year. They've gotten better at Putting the you know the pedal to the metal and and just kind of cruising through these things the way that they need to that was something they really struggled with early in the year. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, something don't you, you remember a th- painful memory? Were, yeah, there were there were a lot of games where they got out to a lead and then it was almost like it was scripted and you could Ugh. see it coming a mile away and you're like, oh god, here we go. That well, lead PTSD. is that lead is not safe at all. And they, they've done a better job as of late. Uh, being able to put teams away and, and not giving up that big lead. And, you know, yeah, they, they didn't play, I think, up to their their expectations in the first half, a five-point lead against the team that's at the very bottom of the conference. You'd like to, you'd like to have it be a little bit more comfortable than that at intermission, but uh, the way that they responded in the second half and just completely pulled away, never let Tulsa back in the game. Uh, I mean, that, that's what, again, that's what we needed to see from Wichita State, and you and I have said it multiple times, as soon as we knew that Wichita state was going to be facing off against Tulsa in the opening round of the tournament, and they weren't going to get that first round by that kind of game. You have to win. You have to beat a much inferior opponent and you should be doing it comfortably.
0: Yeah, it's, um, but it it will be the, i don't think Tulane is an inferior opponent though by the way like y- no. yes we both Not at all. think that Wichita State is probably more talented than Tulane but i think it's really close cuz i think i think highly of Tulane it, that that didn't have anything to do with Wichita State i think highly of Tulane i think they've got some really 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 good players and honestly the same things we're saying here about Wichita State should be being said about Tulane Tulane's best is good enough to make a run in this tournament. I, I don't. I I fully believe that. So, you know, I'd I'd much rather be playing uh, Temple, for instance, or, uh, well, I again, I don't know about Cincinnati, but but I think Tulane. I think highly of Tulane. We'll we'll keep it to that. Now, Wichita State's played them well, and Wichita State needs to continue to play them well. And if they can do the things that they did yesterday, granted it was against Tulsa, they'll be just fine today. You'll hear that game over on KYN. We'll tell you more about that later. We'll look uh, sort of ahead to that matchup specifically a little bit later. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. K-State did not win yesterday. That game was intense, man. I was tired after watching that game against TCU last night. We'll talk about the Cats next on Sports Daily.